Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps Doctor Who. Today we are on Season 1, Episode 6, Dalek. Now, before we get into this actual episode, of course we must discuss the larger context of this episode uh, for kind of everything it is doing here for the series as a whole. Uh, obviously, as you can assume from the title, uh, this is the reintroduction of the Daleks into the new continuity of Doctor Who here, the new one. Uh, of course, the Daleks are the most classic of all Doctor Who foes, uh, having been introduced in the series' second story arc, uh, starting in the fifth episode of the entire series back in 1963. That was the first appearance of the Daleks. Uh, so they're brought back in here in this this episode in particular uh, marks the first time uh, and I think one of the few times that a Doctor Who TV story has been adapted from a Doctor Who audio story uh, this being an adaptation of Jubilee uh, which stars Colin Baker uh, which would be the sixth Doctor uh, which the audio play was written by Robert Shearman, who also writes this TV episode here as well. Uh, and, you know, Jubilee, uh, brief, briefly, so what transpires in Jubilee? Uh, so the Sixth Doctor and his companion Evelyn, uh, having followed a weird transmission, arrive in London in 2003, but they quickly notice the city appears very strange and looks unusually dirty and dusty. Uh, before they can properly investigate, the TARDIS dematerializes, dematerializes, leaving them behind in London. Uh, the Doctor is then stricken by a weird sense of deja vu, uh, realizes that he and Evelyn have landed in an alternate timeline. England, now known as the English Empire, has become the central political power of the world following the events of the Great Dalek War of 1903 and is ruled by the despotic President Rochester, who holds the sole surviving Dalek in the universe as a captive, and uses it as part of his propaganda campaign. Uh, the Doctor and Evelyn attempt to restore the original timeline and discover that they are being worshipped as heroes at the Dalek War, a fact which worries the Doctor, as he suddenly uh, has faint and rather out-of-place memories of having fought in the war, but he cannot recall if he ever managed to escape from it. Uh, so that's Jubilee Briefly, uh, the audio play, uh, which is adapted into this TV story, sorta, kinda, uh, more or less. Uh, so, that's all the background we need for now uh, with this episode. So, we'll get into what actually transpires in this episode of Doctor Who. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, the TARDIS is drawn off course by a signal, distress signal of some kind, and materializes underground in a bunker. Keep this location in mind here, Utah in 2012. This will be important later. I'll get back to it then. Uh, Dr. and Rose step out to investigate. Uh, with Rose noting that she should be 26 by this year, maybe the most insane uh, plot point of this episode, that uh, Rose Tyler is 19, but... Okay. Sure. Uh -huh. um, 
they find that the bunker is a very special sort of museum full of alien artifacts, including a myelometer from the Roswell spaceship, a stuffed Raxacoracophallopatorian arm, which Rose uh, calls a Slovene arm, which is not, could be correct, uh, but probably not. And then Keeley, the head of a Cyberman, the doctor stating it is an old friend of his before correcting himself as an, saying an enemy, a really old enemy. Uh, and the Cybermen, of course, are another of the classic Doctor Who foes, uh, first introduced in the serial The Tenth Planet, uh, which is the end of Season 4 and also the end of the first Doctor, William Hartnell's time, uh, which began its airing in October of 1966. Uh, so this episode... Here, Dalek reintroduces two of the Doctor's most classic foes, the Daleks and the Cybermen, of course, here. Uh, so the Doctor muses over the fact that he's now getting so old and touches the glass casing of the Cyberman exhibit, which sets off an alarm immediately. He and Rose are surrounded by armed guards. They are taken to see the owner of the vault, Henry Van Staten, a billionaire businessman who claims to own the Internet, so he's basically like, what, Jeff Bezos, basically? Uh, one of his employees yeah. says that he can't replace the president uh, as Van Staten then fires the man uh, and tells us that he's been collecting alien artifacts for years and is impressed when the doctor manages to identify a new piece that one of his assistants, a young English researcher named Adam Mitchell, uh, has acquired in an auction. The Doctor shows Van Staten how to play the alien musical instrument, uh, but Van Staten throws it aside quickly. Uh, Van Staten asks the Doctor if he would like to see his one living specimen, dubbed the Metaltron, which is locked up in a part of the vault called the Cage. Uh, his scientists have been attempting to get the Metaltron to talk by torturing it, but it has so far remained silent except for screaming. The Doctor enters the darkened cage and begins by saying that he is here to help, and then begins quite possibly uh, the best sequence of Eccleston's entire tenure as the Doctor here. Uh, when he introduces himself, however, a grating, familiar screech repeats his name, synchronized with flashing lights. The Doctor's shocked at the impossibility of the sight before him as the lights come up. The Metaltron is a Dalek. In chains. He declares the Doctor an enemy of the Daleks and cries its intent to exterminate. The Doctor, panicked, bangs on the door and demands to be let out until he realizes that the Dalek's casing is cracked and worn and its weapon stalk does not work. Delighted, the Doctor turns around on the Dalek who is demanding orders. Uh, the Doctor says that no orders will be forthcoming as the Dalek race is dead. All ten million ships of its fleet burning and the Doctor is the one who destroyed him. The, doctor, uh, the Dalek asks what happened to the Time Lords. The Doctor grimly acknowledges that all of them are dead as well. Casualties of the last great Time War. We'll learn more about this later, of course. Uh, the two are the last of their kind, and the Dalek declares that because of this, they are the same. Uh, this casts the Doctor into a rage and determined to finish off the last Dalek pulls a lever sending electricity coursing through the Dalek, ignoring 
Daleks pleads for mercy, uh, Van Staten sends his guards to stop the doctor. As they ride up an elevator to the upper levels, Van Staten's assistant, Diana Goddard, tells the doctor that the Dalek fell to Earth about 50 years before landing on the Ascension Islands, where it burned in a crater for three days before anyone could approach it. It passed through the hands of several collectors before Van Staten bought it at an auction. Uh, the doctor concludes that it must have fallen through time somehow, and Van Staten notes that the Dalek is not the only alien on Earth now. Keep that somehow fallen through time thing uh, in your mind, because that's going to be important uh, in the next season. Uh, the doctor is chained up, stripped to the waist, and painfully scanned, and Van Staten gleefully, gleefully observes. He can patent the doctor's binary vascular system. Uh, the doctor realizes that Van Staten is not just a collector. He scavenges technology from the artifacts and then sells them. Van Staten proudly admits this, revealing that broadband was derived from the Roswell technology, and then recently, his scientist found the cure to the common cold and bacteria recovered from the Russian crater. Meanwhile, Adam is showing Rose, who's unaware of where the doctor is at the moment, uh, around the base. Uh, when Adam shows her the Dalek on the monitor, they see one of the technicians torturing it. Trying to get it to speak again as per Van Staten's orders, Rose asks to be taken down to the cage so she can stop uh, the torture there, Rose talks to the Dalek, offering to help. Uh, the Dalek, in a very uncharacteristic uh, move, feigns helplessness, uh, getting Rose to approach it. In sympathy, Rose touches the Dalek casing, and immediately the Dalek absorbs some of her DNA, which allows it to regenerate part of its casing and break free of its chains. When Simmons approaches it, the Dalek uses its plunger-shaped manipulator arm to crush his skull. Uh, the cage is sealed and Van Staten alerted, and the doctor tells Van Staten to release him if you want to live. Uh, although the lock to the cage is a billion combinations, the Dalek easily runs through them in a matter of moments, and then smashes a computer terminal with its manipulator arm, absorbing electricity from the vault in seven states in the western U.S. to completely repair itself, as well as learning all of the information contained on the internet. <laughs> Rose and Adam are evacuated from the level as Van Staten's guards take position in a corridor. Uh, Commander Bywater runs into the corridor with the Dalek on his heels. As he yells commands, he is struck with an energy beam that exposes his skeleton, and he falls to the ground dead. The guards open fire, but a force field melts the bullets before they hit its casing, and its middle section can swivel around, giving its energy weapon a 360-degree field of fire. Uh, Van Staten shouts over the guard's communicators that he does not want the Dalek damaged, but there is no answer. The Dalek has killed all of them. The doctor tells Diana to have weapons distributed to everyone. Adam Rose and a female guard named DiMaggio are climbing the stairs to the upper levels, hoping to escape the Dalek, but it hovers up after them, killing DiMaggio. Van Staten believes the Dalek can still be negotiated with, but the doctor tells him that uh, that's not possible, as the Dalek will kill everyone who is different from a Dalek because it believes they should, they should die. This is the ultimate in racial cleansing, and the doctor claims that Van Staten has let it loose. Uh, in the vault's weapons testing range, another group of guards take up a firing position. 
Once Rose and Adam are clear, they open fire on the Dalek, assisted by technicians, scientists, and lawyers, but it sits there impervious, even allowing the doctor to see this on the monitors to prove it. It then hovers in the air, triggering the sprinklers. With one shot, it electrifies the water on the floor and kills the guards there. A second shot runs through a metal walkway, taking care of those guards. It demands to speak to the doctor and reveals that absorbing Rose's DNA, the genetic code of a time traveler, allowed it to extrapolate her biomass and regenerate itself. Its search through the world's satellite and radio telescope systems has revealed no Daleks anywhere, confirming the doctor's claim that it is the last of its kind. As the Dalek now knows that no new orders will ever come, it intends to carry out the default Dalek function, similar to the Prime Directive from Star Trek, to destroy and conquer, starting with Earth and its population. But the Doctor protests, insisting that there's no point to any of it now, that he's the only Dalek left. Conflicted, the Dalek asks the Doctor what it should do. The Doctor suggests with... Uh, Theoretically, very uncharacteristic, but makes sense for Eccleston's doctor here, uh, that if it wants an order, it should just kill itself. Uh, the Dalek observes that the doctor would make a good Dalek, leaving him in a stunned silence. Uh, Van Staten has managed to restore some power to the bulkheads. Uh, they do some, you know, computer wizardry. Uh, and decide to close off the lower section of the vault uh, with Rose and Adam still inside. Uh, Rose and Adam run for the closing door. Adam makes it through, but Rose does not. Uh, and the doctor hears the Dalek cry of exterminate and the sound of the Dalek weapon firing and, of course, believes that Rose is now dead. The Dalek, however, has not killed Rose. Uh, the DNA it absorbed from her is making it hesitant can feel Rose's fear, something that a Dalek should not be able to do. It contacts the doctor holding Rose hostage and demanding that the bulkheads are opened or it will kill her this time. Uh, the doctor decides to unseal the doors uh, and Adam informs the doctor that while the alien weapons that Van Staten has collected are down in the lower levels, there are some uncatalogued ones in his laboratory. Uh, Van Staten mind wipes his employees after he terminates their service, and Adam wanted to keep some aside in case he had to fight his way out. Uh, the doctor manages to find a large uh, grenade launcher type weapon in the pile. Uh, the Dalek reaches Van Staten's office, threatens to kill him for torturing it, though it ignores Goddard. Rose stops it, to which the Dalek hesitates once more, turns to Rose. Rose tells the Dalek that it does not have to kill anymore, and asks what it wants besides killing people. Uh, the Dalek replies that it wants freedom. They ride up to level one. There the Dalek blows a hole in the roof of the vault, letting the sunlight stream through. It opens its casing to reveal the mutated creature inside, a tentacle waving up to capture the warmth of the sun. The doctor appears, weapon in hand, telling Rose to get out of the way, but Rose refuses to let the doctor kill it. The Dalek did not kill Van Staten, it is changing. But what, Rose asks, is the doctor changing into? Uh, the doctor, appalled at his own actions, lowers the weapon, thinking on Rose's words. He realizes that the DNA the Dalek absorbed from Rose is mutating it further. The Dalek also realizes this, and as its mind is filled with so many new ideas, 
It cannot reconcile its current existence with the Dalek notion of species purity. It asks Rose to order it to die. Uh, eventually, she does so. The Dalek rises into the air, the globes on its shell disengaging to form a sphere around it. The spheres emit energy and it implodes, completely disintegrating. Meanwhile, Goddard's, Goddard orders the guards to take Van Staten away, mind-wipe him, and dump him in a random city beginning with S. Uh, she also orders the vault to be filled in with cement, or of the terrible potential the alien technology within holds. Uh, Rose and the Doctor make it to the TARDIS, where the Doctor observes that the Time War is now finished. As the last survivor, he wins. Rose asks whether it is possible, since the Daleks survived, that some of the Time Lords may have as well. Uh, the Doctor says he would feel it if they had, but it feels like there is no one there. Adam comes by, saying that they have to leave as Goddard is sealing the base. Uh, Rose hints to the Doctor that they should take Adam along. The Doctor eventually relents, uh, and all three head into the TARDIS. And it dematerializes, bringing an end to this episode of Doctor Who. Uh, so, what questions do you have that I can do my best to answer here for you? Well... I don't really have any on this one, I don't think. Uh, okay. Uh, it was, I don't want to call it a simple episode, but uh, I thought it was a good episode. The I had a hard time sometimes understanding the Dalek when he spoke. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it was, yeah, very, very hard sometimes, but I could get along with with him speaking at least a little bit differently, but it was fine. Uh, uh, I guess in one question I might have, well, this is 2012. Yes. Supposedly 2012, Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I was wondering there for a while when the uh, rich dude okay. is scanning the doctor uh -huh. It's very painful. I was wondering what. It, really, it shouldn't be painful. Is he just making it to be painful? I mean, scanning someone nowadays is not. You can scan them pretty good without being in pain. Um. Yeah, I would assume it's on purpose. I mean, he's a pretty awful dude. So yeah, that would make sense. So yeah, I mean, it's like. Do MRIs and CAT scans, and it's not painful anymore. But okay, he's just doing that. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be painful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, other than that, I guess I probably don't really have any other questions per se. Alrighty. Uh, so I, I obviously have quite a few notes from this episode. So. Firstly, of course, take note of the location and time, Utah, 2012. This is somewhat notable uh, given future events that will occur in Utah in 2011 uh, uh, in the series here. Okay. Uh, we see our first Cyberman, the helmet the Doctor stops in front of, which makes this episode maybe one of the most important of this entire season by reintroducing two of the Doctor's oldest and most frequent foes, the Daleks and Cybermen. 
Uh, we get another Bad Wolf reference with the helicopter being named Bad Wolf 1. Mm -hmm. We meet Adam, the British assistant to Henry Van Staten. He's important for next episode, and then basically never again, but he's important next episode. Okay. Uh, we, of course, meet slash are reintroduced to the classic Doctor Who foe, the Daleks. In a very haunting sequence upon a rewatch there, that first introduction uh, between the Doctor and the Dalek is... Great, great stuff here. Uh, the Doctor lets us know that he has a personal history with the Daleks, uh, given his impossible comments and sheer terror at the first meeting. Then he gives us more insight into the Daleks' demise. With your race is dead, you all burnt 10 million ships on fire. The entire Dalek race wiped out in one second. I watched it happen. I made it happen. And we learn a lot more about this later as well as the Doctor's personal relationship with the Daleks, two things we will learn a lot more about in the series to come. Uh, we learn that the Doctor is also pained from killing the entire Dalek race uh, when he's asked if he destroyed the race, and then when he is asked about the fate of the Time Lords. Uh, we learn that this was all part of the last great time war in which everyone lost. Uh, continually terrifying, really, throughout this whole episode, is the Doctor's realization that he really has become a Dalek with his actions that he took in the Time War. Uh, the Doctor also tells us the origins of the Daleks, uh, genetically engineered to remove every emotion except for hate by a man who is king of his own world. We'll learn more about this later as well. Uh, the Doctor confirms that the Time War was a great battle between the Time Lords and the Daleks, and he survived mostly by accident is what he says, uh, but we'll learn more about that later as well, of course. Uh, we, for, we hear, for the first time, the idea of an insane Dalek, uh, which will be important later. And we learn that the Doctor and, theoretically, any other Time Lord, they have two hearts. Uh, we also see that some Daleks can use genetic material to regenerate themselves. We see the Dalek in action for the first time here with its insta-kill laser weapon, bulletproof casing, force field stuff, and the ability to fly. Uh, we hear that Van Staten has some sort of technology that allows him to wipe people's memories. This will be important later, this idea of wiping people's memories with some technology thingy. This will be important later. Uh, we see that when the Dalek is combined with human DNA, it gains emotions and struggles to exist. This will be important later, too. Uh, Rose floats the idea that maybe other Time Lords may have survived somehow if this Dalek did. Uh, and then on an artistic level here in this episode, uh, there's two things here. Really, I guess three things. Firstly, the first encounter between the Doctor and the Dalek Absolutely marvelous, probably uh, Christopher Eccleston's best acting, his whole tenure here as the Doctor. Uh, this episode's also very confounding on a rewatch. Uh, on one hand, I get why they did what they did here with The Last of the Daleks, and we're going to make him semi-sympathetic-ish uh, a little bit. I understand why they did that if they assumed they were never going to use the Daleks again for the uh, entire revival. Uh, but since... I mean, they do. Uh, the Daleks do come back uh, again later. Uh, it's very strange, this decision to both 
unequivocally state this is the last of the Daleks, uh, and then also humanize the Daleks, which is a very strange choice uh, in retrospect. Hmm. And then also uh, that that sequence where the Dalek tricks Rose is not a Dalek move. It's very weird to see him do that. It's a very weird uh, move okay. uh, for them to do. But, you know, I guess uh, as being what they, I think, assumed to be the only time the Daleks are going to be used, it makes sense. But in hindsight now, it's very strange, those decisions. Um, and then we only have one other new you know, past event reference, that being the Roswell spaceship crash. Uh, this episode confirms was an alien crash landing on Earth. So, and that's all I got here. You got anything to add? I don't believe so. Well, then that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps Doctor Who. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.